Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You have arrived at the small port town of Conk. You can see black clouds beginning to move in on the horizon. If you're looking to go out that way, I'd rethink it if I were you. Why is that? The roads around here have been filled to the brim with bandits and brigands. If the caravans aren't leaving town, the only people who are going to be leaving town are other cultists who are traveling to the meeting. We come out from hiding behind them and we ambush them with love and friendliness to make it look natural. Guys, this is such a waste of time. I'm freezing. You finally spot two people on foot. Excuse me. Hi there. Would you guys want some company? How do we know you're not these bandits we've been hearing so much about? We just thought, hey, strength in numbers, right? These are crazy times. Why not work together? He still doesn't seem too happy about taking on additional people. In time, you'll learn that we are trustworthy, good folk. What are your names? My name is Kaust, and this is Selena. I guess we'd best continue on our way then. As you're walking, you can tell that Kaust is... He looks like a decently strong man. He's probably got some experience working in the fields or something. And he carries a small sword at his hip that you can occasionally catch a glimpse of through his cloak. Selena doesn't appear to be armed, from what you can tell. And she seems to be more of a delicate type. Armed only with her beauty. She also doesn't <laughs> seem to say anything that you can hear. They occasionally whisper back and forth between themselves, but she never speaks to you. So where are you guys headed? Uh, we're just going east, passing by the Iron Fang tribes and headed on south past there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's curious. We, we were a bit hesitant about uh, traveling by ourselves because of all that stuff that's going on in Waspel. Uh, I mean, we, we're we glad we ran into you because, uh, like we said before, you know, there's strength in numbers and it's nice to be in a bit of a larger group, but that's, I'm surprised that just the two of you headed out on your own. Weren't you a little scared of everything that's going on? Uh, well, we were hoping to avoid any bandits due to our small group, actually, and the fact that we have very little of any value with us. Uh, we thought they might just pass us over. That makes sense. It's a good strategy, actually. Maybe we shouldn't have brought all our valuables with us. What do you say, guys? <laughs> maybe we were... Maybe that was naive of us. Oh, you mean like this treasure chest full of valuable items? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just go dig a hole. We'll come back for it after the trip is done. Mm, I like that plan. Hey, you guys want to come help us uh, dig this hole over here? <laughs> yeah, can you dig this? Help us dig this hole that we can put all of our treasures, well, our, all of our, yeah, all of our rich stuff in. And we need you to not remember where it is or the pin number yeah. to get into it. <laughs> yeah. If you could kindly just forget that and wipe it from your memory, that'd be great. Bet there's a spell for that. Mm. Uh, what do you guys do, by the way? What do you do for uh, for work? I'm a. Uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Blacksmith, silversmith, woodsmith? No. Poopsmith? Woodsmith. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack. I work the forests and... Ah, oh, he is a woodsmith. You're a lumberjack and you know what? You're okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that lumberjacks are honest and dependable mm -hmm. and burly and associated with paper towels and maple syrup. <laughs> Yeah, that must be why your cloak has a flannel pattern on it. We should have guessed. Yeah, I was just saying, he's like flannel cloak. Just a red and black flannel. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be so uh, stylish. I want one of those. Where'd you get that? 
I'd like to buy one. I'd like to purchase one for myself. Actually, we'd like to buy yours. <laughs> yeah. No, he has a regular traveler's cloak. Does he have suspenders? Does he have a tattoo on his shoulder with that says mom inside a heart with an arrow through it? <laughs> you can't see more than the smallest bit of their faces and their hands. I ask him that question. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, but do you have any tattoos or other physical markings that might identify you if anything were to happen to you? Shab <laughs> is really into Shab is into really like uh, war pain and tattoos and everything. I mean, look at the guy. Yeah, look at my face. I have tattoos that are natural. I just like to see what weird stuff humans <laughs> do to their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that as awkward as um, allow me to continue to do the talking for us? I'm trying not to make this awkward, but talking to humans always just brings out the worst in me for some reason. <laughs> uh, I have no tattoos. I'm not sure how that's relevant in any way. <laughs> I, I did notice your strange coloration, but I thought it better not to say anything. Oh, no, that's fine. I don't mind. I'm not insecure about it. It's just the way we are. We're just the way Goliaths come. So is it true that like your your war markings are like kind of like a fingerprint? Like they're different for each Goliath when they come out of the womb? Yep, absolutely. Hmm. Is that kind of how they figure out your name or? No, it doesn't it doesn't really play a part in, in your name. But, you know, it is it is a unique marking unique identifier hmm. i just think it's a kind of amusing the things that humans do to themselves to to gain that uniqueness that we already have by nature hmm. well then i suppose someone of that of your nature might find that interesting he's clearly at a loss for words with this. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess let's just keep walking then <laughs> and, and uh tokus is gonna come over to aslo and say aslo this isn't going very well <laughs> Have you been talking to them long enough to do that thing that you do? Uh, I do have a thing that I do. Should I do that thing? Do that thing you do. <laughs> do you think that this conversation between Shaba, myself, and these others could possibly get worse? Uh, <laughs> oh, it could always yeah. get worse. Yeah, I w- it's difficult, but I'd say we would find a way. Excuse me, sir, uh, Kaust and Miss Selena, would you guys mind making an uh, insight check per uh, contested mm-hmm. by my persuasion? But I try so hard to forget you, girl. It's just so hard <laughs> to do, do, do. Every Shabba, time you're making you it worse. do that thing, do that thing, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be a 21 for me. I rolled two for both of them, so whatever modifiers they have, it's not enough. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So they're opening up sort of to you, or at least Kaust is saying a little bit more. He's trying to make friendly chat and whatever. But it's mostly just small talk. You know, he talks about how he built his cabin, clearing out the woods near his home and stuff like that. And well, how he's they're planning to move in there together once they get married. And, oh, that's awesome. Wow. Hey, you know, h- how'd you guys meet? Oh, we grew up together. I worked with her father for several years, and when we both, the two of us came of age, we thought it was a perfect match. Nice. So you do the whole, like, work for her dad for seven years, you know, to pay for the dowry, and then he <laughs> gave you the wrong daughter, <laughs> like her sister, and then you were like, this isn't the daughter that I wanted, and then you have to work another seven years to pay for the dowry for actually the girl that you wanted to marry? Yeah, that whole thing that always happens. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. That classic situation. That old tale. Gets them every time. That's what I might do when I'm a dad. <laughs> Have two daughters. <laughs> Just planning on it in advance. Or one of whom yeah. you don't want. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so what do you guys like to do for fun? Chop wood. <laughs> I sometimes do some carvings, and mm. Selena likes to play her harp now and then. Oh, Whoa. let's hear it. That'd be fantastic. Shaba takes out his drum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a musician myself. Why don't we rest here on some of these, these stumps or some place to, to settle down? And I think it's best if we keep on moving as long as we can. Right, not draw the bandits to us with our music. That's true. Yeah, we could form a band. A band of bandits. Band of bandits. A band of bandits, yeah. All right. I put my drum away, sadly. Because it makes a lot of sense that beating on this drum could bring every bandit within a five-mile radius <laughs> to our position. Now that you mention it, making a lot of noise seems like a pretty bad idea. <laughs> well, we'll just have to save our jam session for the for your party, for your engagement That's party. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess we keep, uh, we keep traveling. I mean, can you guys think of anything else we need to ask them or should ask them? Nope. No. Unless you want to ask them if they're cultists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, looking at their cloaks, they do not seem to match the ones that you have, but it also makes sense that cultists wouldn't be openly wearing their cultist robes. Yeah, that's, sure. That's what I figured, is they'd have mm-hmm. them with them, but they wouldn't be wearing them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way we could trick them into telling us that they're cultists without them realizing that they're telling us that they're cultists. Let's play Never Have I Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Never Have I Ever... Joined an ancient cult. But Tokus, you're probably saying out loud that... How would I trick them into saying that they're cultists with... No, I'm not saying it out loud. No, no, not out loud. No, I didn't say that out loud. I'll whisper with Aslo, like, Aslo, do you think there's a clever way we could get them to tell us that they're cultists? Hmm. We we planned this out beforehand, Gus, how we were going to do this. Remember? Planned this out? What what was the plan? What was the plan? Oh, we did? Do we huddle? What was the plan? Remember? I specifically said this was something that we should talk about before we meet people. Well, sometimes you can't control these things, Shaba, and you just have to go with the flow, okay? You can't you can't plan everything, okay? Yeah, but this specifically was something that you really should plan in advance. Remember Aslo going invisible? Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we have to wait till we fall asleep well, in their presence. Well, obviously, yeah. But that's later, Tokus. <laughs> we're not falling asleep okay, okay, now. Fine. Let's, we're fucking really suspicious right now. Let's break. Okay, everybody. You start doing the thing where we're like slapping each other's hands. <laughs> Get away from me. Stop, stop walking separately from me. <laughs> Just act natural. Like, Tokus, like, tries to act natural. <laughs> Just walk. I roll a natural check. To, I roll a nature check to act naturally. Uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> that didn't work out so well. <laughs> All right, I got a 13. All right. Oh, man. So, uh, how about you guys? What were you talking about? You headed anywhere interesting or have something you want to discuss? Yeah, we're supposed to find this uh, tree somewhere. Well, there there are trees all around. Yeah, but it's this very specific tree, I feel like. Right, guys? We're, we're um, we are consultants. Yes. That is true. That business card that Aslo tried to throw you before, but that landed in the mud and got really <laughs> dirty, that said the AAA team on it, and that's our name. We are a, a business, uh, a small business, I would say, <laughs> judging by my two friends here. <laughs> we are a very small business. Uh, and we are focused on providing 
innovative solutions to complex problems. <laughs> and what does finding a tree have to do with that? Well, this tree has a problem, and we are we've been hired to solve that problem. To heal the tree. Yes, of its problems. Of its yeah, <laughs> it's sick. It's and a, it can spread. Uh, it's a sick uh, tree. Like a disease. Yeah. Like a spell plague. Like, what? Nope. Did, don't say that. I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So you're adventurers of a sort. Uh, of a sort. One might say that. I mean, it seems pretty clear looking at your weapons and your equipment. You would fit that description? It's not every day you see someone wearing armor that makes small baked goods. <laughs> So I can see how you might have that perception of us. You continue to make small and confusing talk with them through the rest of the day. (laughs) But they don't seem to be giving anything away as far as being related to the cult. Mm. As night approaches, the rain has cleared up by now. It's still a chilly day, but no longer have to worry about getting soaked. And you spot a fire ahead on the road. Oh. Hmm. Silhouetted in the light of the fire, you can make out a few wagons and you think some human silhouettes in front of the fire. Somehow by walking, we've caught up to the caravan. Hmm. Are there six wagons? There are five. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how we caught up with these guys, but apparently we have. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to remember how long it was before, between the times they passed and we left. It was a while. It was most of the following, the the full night and then the ne- most of the next day. Oh, yeah. It was a little over one full day. Yeah. But we only see five wagons, right? Yes. Hmm. And upon closer inspection, it looks like a couple of the wagons, at least, are sitting at odd angles. Huh. Like maybe their wheels are broken or something. Ah, okay. Is it full dark by this point? Pretty close. Okay. It's not quite there, so you were still traveling, but it would have been about time to set up camp on your own. All right. Mm. Uh, we talked to Cast and Selena. What do you say we uh, we make ourselves known and uh, join up with these folks and see what's going on here? Uh, I don't trust them. It could be a trap. It might be bandits waiting to ambush us. All right, so what do you think we should do? Should we get off the road and hide? I don't think it's safe to stick around here. I would rather just work around and move past them if I can. Okay, so do you think there's a way that we can get off the road on the opposite side and sneak through the tree line with under cover of darkness and get past them? You could try. You might have to go pretty far off the road to guarantee that you're not being seen. Never fear. Our ranger is here. He's never steered us wrong yet, and we'll get right back on the road. Just trust us. We're the AAA team. We are the AAA team. But there's no amount of guidance that I can give this group that Tokus's armor can't foil. So everybody, <laughs> stay on your toes. Uh, well, Kaust, if you really want to do that, then we will avoid this group, if that is your, your aim. I just don't want to risk anything. Okay. That's understandable. I'm going to keep on moving tonight. You do want to keep on moving, as opposed to going out somewhere off the road and making a camp of our own? We do have a magic item that will conceal the, the sight of our fire from anyone who's too far off. Just so you're aware of that. If that makes a difference. That seems like a useful item indeed. Although, staying anywhere close to here still just doesn't seem safe. The two of us, at least, would like to keep on moving. Get through here as quickly as possible. Okay, let's do that then. 
Fair enough. I will use my rangery abilities to chart us a course around. We'll, we'll, we'll make a wide, wide, wide berth. I'm talking like three, four hundred yards. If it takes us half the night to get around, we'll, we'll make it wide enough so that we, don't, we have no chance of being heard or seen by them. And I'll try to guide us through the woods in that fashion. Okay. Give me a survival check. Last time I rolled this d20, I rolled a 1, so I have to do better this time, right? Yes, you Statistically do. speaking? <laughs> a survival check. Oh, okay. Not bad. Uh, rolled a 14, so that's a total of 19. Hmm. Okay. You're working your way out into the woods and swinging around past the camp, and as you're pretty close to even with the camp, you notice coming along the ground here, there are tracks, recent tracks, that look like they're from a wagon just running away from the camp and into the woods. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa. What? So there were five wagons that we saw, and there's one runaway. Why was that wagon running away? I stop. We all, I, I motion for us to all crouch down, and I explain what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking. Shaba, what is it? There are wagon tracks in the ground here. One of those six wagons that we saw earlier must have veered off course, but I don't know why. Any ideas, Tokus? You're strangely silent, or I feel like you should be talking a lot right now. I, I don't know what to think of this, Shaba. Let me process, okay? This is very confusing. <laughs> all right, Why all right. would they send off a decoy? It's either a decoy, or something went wrong, mm-hmm. or they intended to split off from the main group from the start, like they were dropping the kids off from school. But there's no school in sight, Tokus. I know, that's what's weird. Hmm. Do we follow the tracks and figure out? Yeah, what do we see when we look down the tracks away from the camp? Uh, It just goes off into the woods. The woods here aren't particularly dense, so the wagon would make it through without too much trouble. Mm. And Hmm. you can't follow the tracks that far visually. You'd have to keep up with them and see where they lead. What can we see from the evidence? Did it look like they, like, rushed through the brush? Is it like there's, like, broken trees and twigs and mm. leaves or like what does Shaba see? What do you see Shaba? Yeah. Does it look like it was distressed or planned? You examine the tracks some more. It looks like the wagon came through here and likely several more animals than would have been needed to lead just the one wagon. So maybe hmm. five or six horses yeah. plus the wagon plus some two-headed dogs. <laughs> Give me one more perception check. Okay. I'm trying to, yeah, I would like to look to see if I can tell whether it was, like, as Toka said, traveling at a high rate of speed. Uh, my perception check is a seven, though. It looks like the wagon was probably moving through pretty quickly. The horse's tracks would also lead, tend towards a galloping pace. Well, what do you think, Eslo? I think one of two things happened here. Either this is them setting some kind of trap for uh, future travelers like ourselves, uh, and they have purposely disabled the carts on the road to make it look like they're, well, disabled, and then they've taken the other horses aside uh, to look like they're really in trouble, and then they're going to jump out and ambush us. Mm -hmm. Or what I think is more likely is that someone in their group actually uh, maybe like betrayed them, took the horses in the middle of the night, disabled the other carts so they couldn't be followed, and then ran away. There was a disagreement of some sort. Yeah. Interesting. So we don't think we need to pursue that, right? They're not in distress? We're not going to go be heroes and such? Well, I think... I, I mean, it seems like they're in distress if all their carts have been disabled and they've they've been sitting on the road for a day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would call that distress. They would expect somebody who is traveling along the road to just stop and say hi. But I feel like between where they are, where the fire is, where they're camped out, and where we are, is it open ground mostly to the woods, or are there like clumps of stuff where somebody could be hiding out nearby? It's the whole area is just kind of sparse forest, so there's you know a tree every ten to twenty feet in any direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people could potentially be hiding around there, but probably not very many or with much stuff. So not necessarily like a lot of thick underbrush or anything. No, not really. Okay. So okay. So obviously we're we're saying all this aloud. So I I will defer to Kaust. What do you think? Do you think we should just move on past this, or should we follow these tracks for a little bit and investigate what may have happened or gone wrong? The thought strikes me that perhaps this camp was attacked by bandits. Ah. And the bandits made off with... I don't know if I should trust that. I wanted to make sure that Selena and I stay safe, but Mm. maybe you could help out if there's something wrong. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were interested in perhaps a side quest, but... I feel I already know the answer to that question. So (laughs) here's what I was thinking, and so I point out roughly ahead where I meant to route us around the camp. Stay safe. It was great meeting you. I pray that you reach your destination soundly and in one piece. Best of luck to you. Blessings on your marriage, and we are Mm. honored to have met and uh, spent some time with you. And we wish you all the best. If you guys are in need of an officiant, we know a uh, dragonborn who might be able to, uh, to help you. He does a great job at weddings, I hear. He he's does. really fluent and really knows what he's doing mm-hmm. when it comes to weddings, so just let us know. You know, we're saying this as if this is goodbye forever. I don't think it's goodbye forever. We might we might see you guys. Hey, you know what? Why don't you just give us a soft invite to the wedding? Why don't we leave him our address and, you know, maybe we'll... <laughs> Why don't you guys just invite us? Yeah. You have our card. I like a good party. I mean, I feel like we've gotten to know you like really really well and i bet if aslo asked you to go to your wedding i'm pretty sure you would have to say yes because you're charmed so right that's still in effect (laughs) no 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 i couldn't possibly impose us on them especially you two (laughs) (laughs) well you can go without us our wedding will just be a small local affair it's been nice traveling with you but i think for the sake of selena we really must be going Everything around here just seems too dangerous. Fair enough. We'll take care then. Safe travels upon you. You as well. Should Kavaki ever see fit to have our paths cross again, then so be it. But if not, best wishes for you all. Stay safe out there. (laughs) Safety first. He seems a little bit confused when you mention Kavaki, but he just kind of nods and moves on. Kavaki's the god of the heavens. He walks on a cloud of sheep. So, (laughs) see you later. (laughs) That's a really weird way to end a conversation. He's like surfing the skies on a bunch of sheep. Oh yeah, you better believe it. When you see those clouds floating by so softly and serenely above, you imagine how fast they're actually going when you get right up close to him. Kavaki is like, he's got his arms up hanging ten while these sheep just go underneath him in just this swarming mass. Oh, yeah, carrying him to his next holy destination. With all of his fellow goats riding atop the sheep with him. That's right. With all his his goat tarage all around him. Man, before this podcast, I had no idea how many goat puns it was possible to make. (laughs) But now I know. 
There are a lot of them. Oh, yeah. And then we follow those tracks. The Damage Guild Podcast. A rat-infested cellar for your first level life. Hello, everybody. It's Brian here, the voice of Aslo Tendertoe, your favorite halfling bard. Just a quick reminder to check out MetallicDiceGames.com for some seriously slick dice. They've got gemstone dice, metal dice, unicorn dice, mega dice, mini dice, glow-in-the-dark dice, dice bags, dice trays, dice towers, dice cases, and more. They even sell dice with stuff like seashells and flowers encased within the dice themselves. We were super excited when the good people at MDG.com approached us for this offer. They have amazing online reviews and sell really great quality products. A couple of us have already tried out their stuff and can vouch for their excellent craftsmanship. And right now, you can get 10% off your entire order with the promo code DGP10. Just enter the code at checkout for 10% off everything you buy at MetallicDiceGames.com. That's DGP10. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay bardically inspired. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. You're planning on running off down the tracks. Which direction are you going? Towards the campsite or away from the campsite? Towards where the wagon went. So, away from the campsite into the woods. Yes, into the deep dark. And you're not bothering to check on the camp at all or investigate or anything? I don't want to be seen, so I don't want to really go too close. Okay. Because we don't really know what's up now. We have our suspicions, and Kaust brought up a great one, a great theory which I think he could be onto something about, but if it's not what we think it is, then I don't want to get tangled up in that. Shaw, but we have like four different theories what went down. We won't know till we catch up with the... Can we actually catch up to this wagon? That's another thought. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. If they're driving through a forest, maybe. Presumably it has a destination, so... Here's another thought real quick. Before we go off on this tandem tangent, in tandem with the mission we're supposed to be doing... <laughs> um, do we have time to go ch- scope this out? We do. We're not going to miss the cult meeting, are we? Nope. We still have like two or three full days. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's go do it. Let's go. Let's go adventure. Let's yeah. go save them or yeah. something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get into some trouble. Let's adventure. And I realized, like, we could go and talk to the people still on the road, but if it's an ambush, then we'll get ambushed. And if it's not an ambush, right. they'll just tell us, "Hey, can you go chase after the." people who rode away anyway so yeah we should just go after them exactly and we will have lost all that time of conversating (laughs) with them instead of chasing down the culprits you begin following the trail i'm going to have you make a survival check and we'll basically determine how well you can follow it how long it takes you to to track them okay that is not good not good at all uh that's a seven Okay. Mm. Well, fortunately, it's not a particularly difficult trail to track most of the time, but with that result, it's going to be slow going as you're following them. Sorry, guys, I need to eat more carrots. My night vision ain't so good these days for some reason. <laughs> okay, Shab, it happens. it happens to all of us. I get down all fours and begin to sniff the tracks like a bloodhound on the scent. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. You're just like spider crawling along the tracks. What's that, Shaba? What's that, boy? What? <laughs> Timmy's stuck in a well. 
What was that movie? Oh, is it Lady Lady and the Tramp where the dog's like, he's wearing a size ten and a half? Uh, <laughs> he like told all this all these things up. Brian's probably got a good impression of that. Oh, I don't know. I don't don't remember the character well enough. I think I vaguely remember what you're talking about, Jay. Yeah, like the dog, the bloodhound, he was listening to like a creek and he could tell like how tall the guy was and what size boots he wore and stuff. Dude, bloodhounds are fascinating. The reason that they have the, or what they use those ears for is enhancing the smell. Like the ear, their ears drag along the ground and like kind of toss up those smells. And the only reason hmm. I know that is because I made trivia the other day involving the superpowers of dogs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, for example, the reason why Dalmatians were used for early history uh, fire... What were those have been called? Firefighters? I guess you could call them firefighters. What, what was the reason? Why do you think that they picked Dalmatians? Mm, because they were easy to see in a fire? That's a good thought. I think that was one... Of, it was a multiple choice question. I think that was one of the things, like their coats, like their look. Mm-hmm. But uh, the major factor was they are relatively fearless when it comes to situations like fire, and they work well with horses. Uh, My next guess was going to be because there are so many of them. Yeah, 101 (laughs) of them. (laughs) Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah, it's too bad we don't have Ralph with us. We could be walking in circles for days instead of just hours. (sighs) It's too bad. (laughs) It's a real shame. He's one heck of a dog. He is. <laughs> he sure is. That doggity dog. <laughs> you spend the next several hours tracking these tracks, the wagon and the horses and whatever else might have come through here, and it's starting to get close to morning by the time that you finally find something. Mm. And up ahead, you can see two small dying campfires surrounded by several canvas tents. There are a few dozen crates and barrels piled neatly at one edge of the camp. Eight horses tied to a few small trees kind of behind the crates, away from the fires. Wow. There are also two vicious-looking dogs, but both of them are asleep next to one of the tent flaps. And a couple of humans, probably, sitting by one of the fires. Hmm. Shaba envisions the scenario where we ride back with a herd of horses just galloping all around us back to the <laughs> the caravan. Oh, and you also see one wagon okay. that is parked over near mm, the crates. Right. Mm. I snap myself out of it. We've got a lot of work to do before that happens, boys. Before we're bear riding a bunch of horses into the woods. Yep. Listen, <laughs> Shaba, they're humans. They, they can't be trusted. That's right. They can't. <laughs> Those darn humans. None of us trust humans. Especially you. There's one thing I know about humans, it's that they can't be trusted. They have to earn that trust. Them and their tattoos and whatnot. (laughs) So at this distance, you can't make out much detail as far as who's actually around the fire. You're not sure if you can see everyone that's out. There might be a few people behind tents and things, Mm. too. It's just basically silhouettes. We could spread out and surround them. Yeah, that would make it seem like there are more of us. Yeah, okay. Should we just uh, attack them on sight, since we're... Like reasonably certain that they're bandits. Um, I would think so. I think that's okay, right? I mean, it's not like they're wearing name tags that say "Hi, my name is Bandit," right? We just have to presume <laughs> what we're dealing with. Well, Shaba, what happens when you assume? Really good things. You make a donkey out of yourself and myself, and a goat out of them. <laughs> right. So let's turn them into goats with our magic spells. Yes, yes. and then play goat ball with them. Why don't you guys 
like range, like like gather the distance, and then I'll approach them because I'm armored or something, and I'll probably mm. be okay, and I'll talk to them, and see what's up. But oh, by range you mean just attack at range? Well, we all have range. Why don't we just all range? We'll just like make a triangle around. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to move. Can you guys do the moving? I'll stay here. Because I don't like taking stealth checks, and you guys can uh, circle or, <laughs> circle around. Them. Good idea. That's a okay. great idea. Yeah. Um, is are there any notable terrain features that we should be aware of before we decide which direction we are going to move in, or is it all just still flat ground with trees sparsely? It's fairly f- flat ground. There are more trees here than there have been on your way along the road here. So it looks like they just camped at a thicker portion of the woods. Okay. Uh, but they're in a little clearing, so the camp itself doesn't have any trees inside of it. Okay. The camp is probably 40-foot diameter or so, with tents placed just around here and there. Uh, you count five tents. Uh, but no streams, no hills, no cliffs or anything like that? Around. No, none of that that you can see. Okay. You think there are three people sitting by the fire. Okay. All right. Well, what should be the signal? I know. I will make the. I will reproduce the sound of the morning thrush when it is time to attack. That's a good idea. I could also cast a message. Uh, let's do. Let's go with that one. Okay. Cool. Kind of rusty on my morning thrush, to be honest. <laughs> I forget if it's a hoo hoo or more of a scree scree. <laughs> it's a whoop 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 whoop. What's the range on message again? Uh, message is 120 feet. Why don't we fan out left and right, Aslo? I'll go left, you go right. Okay. Stripey will also go... Wait, well, how, what did I regret when we fought the, the goth? Probably a lot of things. Yeah, well, I, do, I, I always regret a lot of things. <laughs> don't you need line of sight to one another for him to do his thing? Uh, for message, yeah, but the trees are, very, are fairly sparse here still. No, it's just doesn't he need to be in line of sight to get the extra bite or attacks with you? Oh, Stripey, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that's really the only thing you care about, isn't it? For damage output? I suppose, yeah. So I'll keep Stripey with me. I'll keep Stripey with me. Good call. If there's a way for us to fan out so that you guys are on my left and right, I'm just trying to think if there's a way that I can message both of you. Can message have multiple targets or just one? No, but I could just go back and forth. One at a time. As opposed to if I'm like at the end of the chain, so to speak. Oh, is message a cantrip? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I was going to say that Tokus stay in the center because... That way, if you message me, then we can start shooting, and then he can see both of us to also know when to start shooting, rather than you having to message one of us than the other. I mean, so it's a triangle that we're making? I don't see how we spread out any different than one of you goes right, the other goes left, or vice versa. <laughs> I'm not changing my position, because the second I move, the encounter's going to start, because I'll trip over something and make a loud noise. That's another reason why Tokus should be the one standing in place. Yes. yes because All the right, stealth touche. check is clearly the worst. Yeah. yeah uh, tactically, our numbers do limit us, Tokus, so yes. Triangular is about the only formation that we uh, straight line and triangle. I'm pretty sure it's just those two. So We don't have very many formations that we can do unless you want to add stripey and then we unlock rectangles and boxes. We do. We do. And sort of crescent moon shaped curves, curvatures, yeah. but not really. Yeah. And um, rhombuses. Rhombuses also. Trapezoids. Yep, trapezoids, rhombuses. We could go with the old rhombus formation. I like that one. <laughs> that old standby. <laughs> Gotta love it. The old rhombus technique. We, we could also make like a, like a brush. Yep. Yeah. Like a front line formation where Shabba's in the back and the three of us are in the front. 
That's true. That's about it for variety's sake. The uh, the old hammerhead formation, I believe, yeah. is, is what they call that. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the hammer. Triangle with a tail, which is Stripey's the tail of the triangle. There you go. About how far away from the camp do we think we can get without being seen? Or like pretty safe distance away to know that we're not seen. Also, how far are we now? You're at the moment probably a couple hundred feet away. You could probably get within about a hundred feet before they're likely to start hearing you. Okay. It's still fairly dark, so they probably wouldn't see you if you didn't have a light source. All right. In that case, let's, Tokus, you stay here. Uh, Shaba, I'll, I'll split to the left. You split to the right. No, I'm going left. Uh, you go left. I'll go right. I did call that previously, yes. That's fine. I'm not too concerned either way. <laughs> and, uh, and then <laughs> I will message you. Uh, I'll message Tokus. If I can reach you, I'll message you. But otherwise, I'll, I'll let you know if, if there are any updates once I get out there. All right, and there is a specific reason why I'm going left, by the way. It's because as a right-handed bowman, it's nice to be able to walk backwards while having your bow like this instead of having to walk forwards and, and worry about somebody being on your blind side. Mm. Ah. So if I'm swiveling left around the camp and I'm right-handed, then I'm, my body is facing perpendicular to the camp. So it's, I'd, I'd rather sweep outward so that I have my target... Essentially in front of me, or more in front of me than if I'm going backwards like that. Right. Hmm. Well, wait, r- real quick, before we, before we break, everybody put your hand in. I do that. I do it. Don't jingle too loud when we pull out, Tokus. Oh, okay. Don't shout anything. I, I, I won't. I'll say it under my breath. For glory. For Kavaki. We lift our hands. And Aslo, you're supposed to say for money, and then we... Oh, yeah, for <laughs> money. For gold. <laughs> for gold. Okay. And then Stripey says, <laughs> for food. <laughs> And then we all... <laughs> we lift our hands. hands out. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now, how far is each of you walking? Where are you trying to position yourselves? The old triangle formation thing. A triangle where relative to the camp? So let's say that there's a string between where we are right now and the center of the camp. I want to pull that string taut, and I want to begin to protract around. Yeah, are we making what kind of triangle are we making? Is this an isosceles? Is this an <laughs> e- e- equilateral triangle? It's definitely isosceles because we're we're slicing the pie, right? The center of that camp yes. is the pie and we're widening our slices. And then hopefully they have pie so that we can double slice the pie after we kill them. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully they have pie so that we can eat cuz I'm going to be hungry after this battle. <laughs> Okay, but if Aslo and Shaba are going in opposite directions and trying to stay within 120 feet of each other to message, and also trying to stay 150 feet away from the camp or so, you're barely going to spread out at all, really, relative to the camp. Yeah, that's not going to work. So you're going to have to message Tokus, and I'm going to have to keep my eye on Tokus. Exactly. uh, So that I know when to start firing. So we each go 120 feet away from Tokus. Yeah. So maybe not quite a triangle, more like an arc. But still a triangle. But still a triangle, technically. Because <laughs> we don't have a bezier in between the three of us. <laughs> so it's really just a triangle. <laughs> it's just a very, very isosceles one. I guess it's like the next day by the time we figure this out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, guys, it's already evening again. You guys are really good at your geometry for not having any formal education whatsoever. <laughs> right? Yeah, only actually only you have that formal education. I've picked up some things though. I did say it was getting close to morning, so dawn is just breaking as you set yourselves up. You can see a little bit of movement in the camp as 
One of the guys seems to be maybe stirring a pot on the fire or something. Gotta strike now. It's a perfect time for a raid. We'll kill them and then we'll eat their breakfast. <laughs> we'll eat their breakfast. They're fully cooked. <laughs> Wait till they're almost <laughs> done cooking their breakfast so we can strike. <laughs> Wait till he lifts the spoon to his mouth to take the first taste and then <laughs> shoot it out of his hand. <laughs> and then an arrow protrudes through his mouth. <laughs> 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 oh man we're, It's like we're enjoying the setup More than the combat itself And it's not going to go nearly as well as we're envisioning right now Nope, not at all <laughs> like, a whole, like, like 20 bandits pop out of the cart <laughs> yeah. The caravan So you all spread out Who's the first to act? Aslo's the one with message So it has to be him Shaba is on the side with the crates and the horses And the wagons and Aslo is more on the side with just more of the tents. Okay. Okay. After we fan out, do we gain any additional information, being in a different perspective? No one's really gotten any closer to the camp. Correct. So you can't see any more clearly that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. From what you saw as you were walking, though, it doesn't look like anyone else is outside at the moment. Okay. So you can see the two dogs and the three people around the fire. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I cast a message, whisper to Tokus, and say, Are you ready? Yeah, give me the signal. Been standing here for so long. Guys are slow. Does it look like Shaba's in position? Uh, I look over. Is has Shaba stopped moving? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's ready. <laughs> he's ready. Okay. All right. Ready. Three, two, one. Shoot. And I fire a crossbow. And I will firebolt one of the humans I can see. As soon as I see Tokus's firebolt light up the pre-morning air, I loose my first arrow. So each of you is just picking a random target from those around the fire? Not a random target, a living one. I think it's hard <laughs> for us to coordinate shooting the same exact target in this situation. Yeah. yeah. It would be a lot easier to hit one of those tents, but I would prefer to hit one of the people. Yeah. Actually, we did notice the guy stirring the stew pot. Why don't we all shoot him? If you're going to let us... If you're going to let us... Alcohol, yeah, you know, we're all aiming for the spoon. He's going to be the first one to take our breakfast. Only you and Aslo can speak to each other at the moment. Ah, right. So. Shabo is not in on that. Shoot the stew guy, Aslo. Got it. I'm going to shoot the one who's the most back-turned to me, because he'll be the least likely to know where it came from. Actually, from your angle, they're all kind of facing you. They have their backs to their tents. Okay. Which are mostly on the opposite side. Then I'll shoot the one whose face I can see best in the face. (laughs) Which is the opposite of what I just said. You can't make out any of their faces very well. It's still shadowy. I aim for center mass, then. <laughs> I just, I shoot something. <laughs> the one in the middle. <laughs> I shoot something that's moving and has some legs. You shoot one of the horses? <laughs> no, not that one, no. <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to hit a human being, please. Please can I hit a human being? <laughs> just tell me left, right, or middle from your perspective. Which one are you shooting? Left, because I think... There's the lowest chance that either Aslo or Tokus will... No, uh, right, because I think there's the highest chance that Aslo or Tokus will hit that one, and therefore we can gang up <laughs> on them and hopefully do more damage. All right, and I never said which one was having soup, so I'm going to roll that. <laughs> and it's the one on the right. All right. So all of you are attacking the same one. Sweet. You have chosen wisely. So each of you give me one attack, and then I'll have initiative. 24 to hit. Oh yeah, can I mark him? Even though we're not in combat? Uh, what's the range on that? Good question. Actually, that is a good point. All of you are at long range. Range is 90 feet. Uh, yeah, you're like 160 feet away from these guys. Ooh, that's true. Okay, so too far to mark him. 
and we are at long range. Oh, 160 feet? Long range is disadvantage. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, I can't hit from here. My range ends at 120. Huh. Uh, maybe I could chromatic orb. Let me check at chromatic orbs at range. I did say you were close to 200 feet before. Thanks, dude. We did not think this through. Okay. I think Tokus would have realized, though, that he was not in range. Well, it's fine if I shoot off a fireball that doesn't hit. I care more about wasting a chromatic. I think chromatic might be shorter distance, actually. Yeah. This is where I wish I had that one uh, perk, right? Uh, oh, sharpshooter? Or spell slinger? Uh-huh. No, chromatic orb is shorter. Can I move up 10 feet so that I'm not in long range before I shoot? Yeah, you can do that if you want. The others, I think, are still going to be long range. Okay. I guess only Shabba's going to be able to shoot, and maybe... You know, it's Asla's... Uh, 80. Oh, yikes. Crossbow. So definitely not. Okay, so you can't... If you tried to get to 80 feet, they definitely have a chance of noticing you first. Yeah. In hindsight, this plan was perhaps a bit ill-conceived. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to ready... How about this? I'll ready a firebolt, and when they shoot, I'm going to start moving moving forward. Except Shaba's only shooting when you shoot. That's right. Until you shoot, I have no signal. Well, I'm sure he would notice me moving forward. You should probably just shoot a cantrip. Okay, well, first one to go is Aslo. Right. We'll just see what happens after that. Okay. And you are firing at long range, so it's disadvantage. Okay. With disadvantage, uh, I got an 11 to hit. This is going all sorts of terrible already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 11 does hit. Wow. Ooh, all right. Five They're piercing damage. Unarmored. So, Shaba, you don't see the usual or the expected fire from Tokus. However, you do see you know, a bolt fly into the shoulder of one of the guys around the campfire. Whoop. I can read the insignia of the sapphire saber on that bolt from here. Well, I guess I'll shoot. <laughs> were you just saying that you were having trouble seeing? No, I'm, I'm joking. Obviously, I can't see that, but uh, who else's bolt could it be? Mm. I do think that that would prevent you from getting a surprise round on them, because you're waiting till they're already attacked before you start your reaction of shooting. Same with they're waiting till they're attacked before they can react. Aslo gets a surprise attack. Tokus would have, except he can't reach... And therefore, combat starts as soon as Aslo has fired, and everyone rolls initiative. Okay. Yeah. I get an 8. I got a 14. Aslo goes on a 12. Stripey got a 9. We are so much stronger now that we're 5th level. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. No, this doubles my firebolt output. Wow. 2d10. Shoot, Doug. On Yikes. a cantrip. Oh, that's right. There are some spells that just say, at 5th level. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much all the cantrips. Mm. Firebolt's one of them. I guess I, like, tweaked the brew on my fire vials or something, and they're just, like, way more potent and explosive-y. You leveled up in your ability to brew sweet potions. Indeed. Tweak the batch. Trying something new. The presumed bandit who was just shot shouts out and kind of lunges forward and grasping at his shoulder and says, We're under attack! And he stands up and starts looking around for his assailant. Give me a stealth check. Me? Yes. You are his assailant. That, that's true. Uh, <laughs> that would be a 19. He stands up, grabs a crossbow nearby, and is scanning the woods, but it doesn't seem like he spots you immediately. Okay. And instead, he runs over and kicks the two dogs that are sleeping by one of the tents. Mm. How close are those dogs to the fire? They're about 20 feet. Okay. Just, you know, a little bit less than that, maybe 15 feet. One of the others by the campfire, also stands up when he sees his friend get shot, and he looks around, and he does spot you, or you would assume so. Uh-oh. 
Yikes. Unfortunately for him, he doesn't have a weapon that reaches that far. So, <laughs> he looks towards you and gives out a shout, and like, there's one over there! And he's pointing with only the other ones nearby who can see. And then he rushes off towards one of the tents and runs inside. Hmm. We will now go to Shaba. Alright, so I see the commotion start after Azza's bolt gets loosed. I'm holding my arrow knocked to the string, getting ready to draw, but then I think for a moment, and I lower my bow, and I reach out with my hand, close my eyes, and I cast Spike Growth just to the side of the fire. What's the range on that? It is a 150-foot range. It creates a 20-foot radius area. So pretty much the entire camp. Yes. The ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom perception check against your spell save DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. While a creature is moving into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. Ouch. That hurts. (laughs) My spell save DC is 13. That's to notice it? Uh, That is to notice it... Is that, but the noticing is from a wisdom check, right? Correct, yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, at the time the spell is cast. That spell is way better than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were all there as it was cast, so they can see that it's hazardous automatically. Hmm. How does that affect me, by the way, Jay? Like, I'm, I'm going to march towards them. I want to get into melee. I mean, if they can see it, you can see it. Right, you're, you're looking at the area. I know, but my wisdom is not very high. <laughs> I would probably say you'd still have to make a check when you get closer to see it. I'm envisioning like this very small, thorny growth. But it's a camouflaged growth. Yeah, if he's, if he's 150 feet away, then he wouldn't be able to see the change necessarily. Well, maybe Jay, maybe Shaba will warn me as I get close. Like, don't do that, Togas! <laughs> Watch out! Yeah. Hazlo. I would like to uh, move up. And I will, I guess, for now, I'll just fire another crossbow bolt at the same guy. Okay, he's repositioned himself behind some of the tents, so he has partial cover from you now. Okay. So it'll make it harder to hit. And does that, how far away does that put me? 125 feet from the center camp. All right, um, yes, I will just fire a crossbow bolt. Uh, That's another 11, though, so I think that still hits for (laughs) 7 damage. Uh, 11 does not hit when they're behind cover, because cover ah. is one of the few things that actually is a numerical modifier. Mm. Wow, okay. So, you hit the tent, and the bolt just kind of sticks in the canvas. Blast. Or I guess, maybe goes through the canvas and hits a tent pole or something. Shucks. Stripey. He's actually going to just uh, move, move through the underbrush toward the camp. So he'll get, I'm um, 150 feet away, he'll get 60 feet toward them. So he'll be 90 feet away. And he's done. Tokus. Well, in tradition with wanting to keep up with how cool Shaba has just become. And <laughs> it's appropriate for the situation because I'm too far away. Tokus will k- k- tap on his uh, heels on his cowboy cleats. And out pops some little interesting doohickey that I've been working on. Let's see if these things work, shall we? And I rev up my gnomish rocket wheel boots. Give them a spin and cast... Well, okay, from a mechanic standpoint, I'm casting Long Strider on myself for those, you know, D&D sticklers out there. But for everybody else, they're super awesome gnomish wheelie boots. 
of rock. <laughs> wow. Sweet. And, uh, I give them a little Sick. rev with my with my little foot pedal. They're like foot pedals on the inside of the cleats. So I kind of lean forward and they and they rev like vroom. <laughs> vroom. And it gives me an extra 10 feet of movement. So I'm going to... Oh, I can't move move though because that... Long Strider actually takes one whole action. And I was thinking maybe I should cast it before we engage, but... Well, it's a little late now. Yeah, I know. I know. So I can't move move though because I... I did an action, right? Yeah, but it will probably get you there faster in the long run. In the long strider run? All right, so I'm going to move 35 feet. So everyone just remember your own distance from the center of camp, because I might not keep it all clear. Okay. So your little rocket wheelies take you closer to camp. You're bouncing through the underbrush. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, what? Whoa! (laughs) The third silhouette that you saw by the fire seems surprised at everything that's going on and they just kind of duck down crouching and cowering next to the fire are we so are we sure they're bandits not anymore (laughs) (laughs) not anymore (laughs) (laughs) but we can't talk to each other so we have no way to communicate this we're gonna kill innocent people all right (laughs) triple a team the armor class was 11. That should have been our first indication. They weren't, they're not wearing any armor, and they have a dex mod of plus one. Well, we're, we're robbing the innocent people that ran away from bandits that set fire to their caravan. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they do have two vicious-looking dogs, so that's something. Mm-hmm. And speaking of those dogs, at the behest of the one that woke them up and is shouting at them, they start running off into the woods to find out what there is to be eaten out there. All right. How many spike growths do they take on their way? They take one set of damage as they get to the last five feet, and then they're out of it. So you don't count the space that they're moving out of, just the ones that they're moving into. Yeah, I think that's correct. Got it. This spell seems confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you unroll the damage or do you want me to? Uh, sure, I'll roll. So dog number A uh, takes three. <laughs> <laughs> and dog litter two takes six. Yeah, there's like several questions about spike growth. Mm. Uh, maybe I should read up on that off the air. <laughs> since I think the way we're handling it is correct right now. So one of the two dogs, as it's trying to run out there, gets caught and tangled up and thrashes about and falls into the oh. spikes and dies right away. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes, dude. Uh, the other one... <laughs> Runs out into the woods and is trying to find Aslo. I hope these dogs are actually as vicious as they look. And they're not just like <laughs> someone's pet dogs. dogs. Oh, oh, gosh. What was your stealth check again? My, I think mine was a 19. Okay. It has noticed you. Oh. And oh, it is running straight for you. But it will take another round before it reaches you. Yikes. Okay. So it's about... How close are you? 125, I 125, said. yeah. So it is 30 feet away from you. Wow, okay. Shaba, you and I have unlocked a combo that we didn't even know about. Apparently, a common combo for druids involves vine whip. I have something that is like vine whip. Mm. And if what I'm reading is correct, I can drag foes through through the area with something (laughs) like lightning lore. Dude. (laughs) That is pretty sick. That's crazy. We finally found a combo. Yeah, dude. Combo breaker. Dang, love that party synergy. Yeah, so it might make the lure worth using. Wow. Well, we're not going to use it on these people. They might be innocent, but in the future. <laughs> we should probably figure that out first. Yeah. Well, ask them. Yeah, you're, you're the one who's wheeling up to them. You should ask them. 
<laughs> they can't hear us from where back where we are. And on that note, I am going to have Tokus give me a stealth check. <laughs> Rolls down the hill toward the camp. As you Believe it or not, I actually get a 16 here. Wow. With disadvantage? With disadvantage? Without my disadvantage roll yet. <laughs> I rolled the same thing twice. Wow. wow. That's your, like your highest stealth roll ever. Yeah. And it just so happened that we're attacking innocent people, people. When, when we're doing really well. That's when I get my best rolls, Jay, when it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, when it doesn't matter. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, what have we done? Okay, so someone bursts out of the tent that you saw the first guy run into. You're not sure if it's the same guy or not. But he comes out on the side farther away from the fire as if he's trying to run off into the woods. Carrying a Gatling crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) He did pick up a bow, it seems, while he was inside the tent. So he scans around and then just focuses on Aslo and takes a shot. Did I mention that some call me the shadow who wanders the glade? (laughs) Do you have a special power you haven't shared with us yet or something? I'm a ranger never in danger. Shaba turns into a shadow. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> he, that was literal. It was a literal name, and he's the shadow that wanders. He takes two shots with his bow, Uh-oh. and both of them hit you. Ooh, ouch. I think that means mm. levels and something, if he can fire twice. Who's he shooting? Yeah. Maybe these guys just don't wear their armor when they sleep like we do. <laughs> we do that? No, we don't do that. <laughs> don't be ridiculous, Aslo. <laughs> Oh, maybe they were just caught off guard because it was dawn. They didn't have their armor on. Maybe. Maybe we're not terrible people. <laughs> You're hit for four and five points of damage. Okay. Rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Take damage. Might not be a Gatling crossbow, but it's a double barrel crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> a second person comes out of the woods. Or not out of the woods, sorry. second person comes out of the tent into the woods okay. behind this guy. And the one who just fired at you immediately points you out to his friend, who then takes his longbow that he has, knocks an arrow as he runs towards you for a few steps, then pulls it back and shoots. And with that, I'm going to have you make a dex save. Whoa. What? From a longbow shot? 22. So, as he looses the arrow, this electric sizzle happens, and then suddenly... There's a lightning bolt connecting you and his bow. Whoa. I want that bow. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know if I get hit by an attack with that bow, please. Yes. Um, The arrow strikes you. I was going to use second chance. Uh, That's when they hit. Okay. Arrow hits you. Okay. And that's forcing a reroll for me? Uh, Yes, correct. Well, that did save you, so it wasn't a critical hit. Oh, okay, boy. <laughs> all right then. <laughs> well, now. You still take six points of damage, okay. and then the lightning bolt deals its damage, which is another seven points. Oof. Mm. Ouchies. So it stays connected to him? There's like a tether. No, it's just like this arrow shoots, and it trails lightning behind it. Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. And then it strikes you and electrifies everything around you. Uh, Guys, I don't think they're innocent anymore. (laughs) Nope. 
Yeah, that seems like something a bandit would have that they stole from a really special place. Our moral barometer just swung back in the other direction, my friends. (laughs) 